Welcome to Barclays Money Plan Podcast, where our experts share their knowledge and insights to help you manage your money and become a better and more confident investor. How do you become a savvy saver? In this episode of Money Plan, Claire Francis is joined by Gajendra Gupta, Barclays savings expert, to discuss the importance of setting clear financial goals, creating a budget, and the different types of savings accounts on offer. So whether you're a seasoned saver or just starting your journey towards financial stability, you'll find some valuable insights and practical tips to help you become more savvy with your savings. Hello and welcome to another episode of Money Plan, our regular personal finance podcast. I'm Claire Francis and I'm Director of Savings and Investments here at Barclays. And today I'm joined by Gajendra Gupta, who's a savings expert here at Barclays. And we're going to be discussing why it's really important to save and get into that habit. Uh, But before we begin the conversation, I just need to remind you that if we're talking about things relating to tax, tax rules can change and their effects will depend on your individual circumstances. Also, we're not offering personal advice. So if you're unsure about next steps, please do speak to an independent financial advisor. Gajendra, thank you so much for joining me today. Can we start with going back to the basics, really, and um, why it's important to try and build up some savings and get into that savings habit? Sure. And I think that's a really relevant question given today's economic environment. The benefits of savings money and improving financial health, at least in my mind, are almost limitless. Uh, There are a couple of reasons I say that. So when you're financially independent, you don't need to rely on others to meet your obligations. And by others, I mean you don't really need to rely on banks, credit cards, family members, friends, etc. Uh, without a savings cushion in the bank, even the smallest unexpected expense can create a domino effect that leads to more debt and derail your household financial uh, budgets. And when that really happens, it just, just doesn't affect your wallet. It affects you. It affects your your mental health, your physical health, and your emotional health. So in my mind, savings is just as much an expression of self-care as eating healthy or or exercising is. Um, Now, debt usually starts small, but can slowly escalate into a huge problem, and that can eventually hold you back from achieving your financial goals. Now, savings can help you grow your wealth, and that's what we typically think of it as, that it's, it's helping us grow our wealth over time, which enables us to reach our our key milestones. But I think the most impactful purpose for money is to to reward our own future self, which is uh, when you don't spend today, you can spend it in the future on something big or small and and really do it in a a purposeful, guilt-free manner. Yeah, and and I think it's you raise a really good point there in in relation to the sort of the impact it can have on people's sort of wider health because it can be hugely stressful, can't it? And if if all you're doing is sort of living from month to month with just enough to get by, if something, you know, if a curveball happens and that unexpected expense comes in, it it can really knock you off kilter. And as you say, if you're forced at that point to borrow, it can be the beginning of of a big spiral. Now, I think a lot of people understand and recognise the value in saving and have the intention to do so, but often most don't end up doing it. So why do you think that is? So I think in my personal experience, people don't practice better financial behaviours like saving money because they haven't really determined why it's important for them personally. They haven't really defined those reasons that will motivate them to make the 
the lifestyle changes needed to save money. So I think a great place to start might be to think about your own answer to what is that motivation for you. Take the time to define why savings is important in the in the short run, in the small small term. And this could be something as small as going on a holiday or, or buying a car or in the medium term, which is either buying a house or or extending a house or for the long run, which is providing for your child's education or for your own pension. So just trying to understand what is your motivation towards saving and, and probably breaking them down into a small, medium and long term objectives or goals is really, really helpful. Because if you straight away go for a long term goal, sometimes it might feel unachievable. It's, it's very similar to how you would be advised to break your, your health goals down into smaller goals. It's no different. You should break down your financial goals into smaller, smaller goals and then they look more achievable. Yeah, and it can also be helpful, can't it, in terms of, you know, if temptation comes your way and you think, oh, I might just uh, treat myself to that yeah. new pair of shoes or something. But if, if, you, if you've got something that you're aiming for and you can remind yourself, actually, no, because if I don't buy those, I've got 50 quid I can put towards uh, whatever that goal is. It can be helpful. I, Absolutely. I think the other thing is, is almost it's, it's that forming the habit, isn't it? And one of the things I know that, you know, is, is quite a good habit to get into is that, is moving money into a savings account almost yeah. as soon as you've been paid. So before you miss it, really. So it moves, you know, you get paid. There's a direct debit set up, take some, some of the money into a savings account. So all the time it's slowly building up and ticking up. Is, is there anything else that you'd sort of suggest or recommend? No, I, I think budgeting is, is really important, as you say, because you, you really want to be able to have a very good view right at the start of the month as to what is needed for your essential expenditure, which is your your mortgage and your bills and, and everything else. And what is that money that is left over after that, that you can move into your savings account? Uh, so I think budgeting probably is, is a first starting point. So your first starting point uh, would be identify what your, what your goals are, then have a very good sense of your budget, what your outgoings and incomings are, and have a good sense then what is going to be left over at the end of the month. And where do you put the money? Because there are different types of savings accounts available, aren't they? And I think this can be confusing mm. for people in terms of, you know, it, it's not as simple as just always looking for the highest rate of interest because some savings accounts have restrictions on access and things like that. So what what should people be looking for and, and how, you know, what's the for best type of account to start with? And then how do other accounts come into play, I suppose, as as you sort of build those savings up? Yeah, sure. So I think uh, before you choose a savings account, it's important to think about what you need from a savings account. Now, typically, choices between whether you need instant access to all of your money or whether you can restrict access to dip into just some of the balance. Now, there are broad, broad at the highest level, broad categorization is, is instant access accounts that offer you access to money at any given point in time. They usually pay less interest uh, because... The banks don't really know how long you're going to keep keep it in there for and therefore how long can they lend it for. Uh, then you have access which are typically known as restricted access accounts wherein you have access to your, your funds. So you can, you can withdraw them as and when you need it, uh, often at a loss of uh, some interest, usually a couple of months interest, but you, you're not locked in. And then the third level is where you just lock in your money, which are typically known as fixed rate accounts. You lock them in for one year or, or more and you get a higher interest rate. And that's that's typically a way in which you would be able to maximize what you earn from your uh, from your savings account. So I'd, I'd say ask yourself, 
uh, how much of your money is you think you need to keep it in a buffer so that in case anything happens you can dip into it and have access how much of the money you feel comfortable keeping it in a restricted access accounts i.e that allows you some access but you 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 don't really need it all the time and then the last bit is how much you can lock it in for longer term if you're not sure what your needs are just start with a simple instant access accounts many of them can be opened with as little as one pound uh, and whilst you may not get the best rate at least it will help you get into the habit as you say of having an account knowing what's the leftover money uh, after all your expenses and move it into into the savings account and by doing that you just make sure that you are not tempted or you're at least getting into the habit of regular saving and getting compound interest uh, work for you and when you really know what your end objectives are and how do you, would you like to split the money into those three buckets then you can always take out money from instant access accounts and, and open into uh, put them into another accounts. Fantastic. Thank you very much for that, Gachendra. I think that was really interesting and really helpful and hopefully will have helped sort of provide a bit of encouragement for those who haven't yet started to um, to start putting some money away. And, and also for those who perhaps already have some savings to get a bit more clarity and understanding of, of the different types of accounts available. I hope you've all enjoyed listening to the conversation today. And if you have, please do like and subscribe to our podcast. But that's it for today. Thank you for listening. And we look forward to welcoming you back again soon. All investments can fall as well as rise in value. And their past performance is not a reliable indicator of future performance. This podcast is not a personal investment recommendation.